0: Hello everybody, Tom Webster, Night Shift Cops. Um, This episode is going to be on the Thin Blue Line and several things I want to talk about is what uh, everyone thinks it is, where where it originated, and um, what it really is, and then I'm going to tell you what I feel in my career uh, that it is. Um, There's obviously some differences. First, I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, it's, a lot of people are listening to this podcast, and I hope it helps um, someone in, at some point in time gain some more knowledge or help them in their career, and that's that's what I'm here to do, just help you in your career and help you uh, look for some direction or some answers that maybe you don't, you don't have enough people around you to tell you. But regardless, I appreciate everybody listening. I'm going to try to keep these going twice a month. Um... I have had some people inquire about once a week, so I'm gonna see what I can do. I'll try to speed them up a little bit. I'm also going to cut out commercials. I don't need to have any commercials unless they're gonna pay me big money, which is probably not gonna happen. So <laughs> All right. So thin blue line. Um obviously if you're in law enforcement you already have a had an idea of what it means, uh what it means to you and your department or you've had the um People tell you what it is. You might have Googled it. I don't know. Uh, there's lots of times where people have didn't know what it was, and I explained to them. And most of the time, I was told was you know it was the line between chaos and order. And I think in general, that's um, basically if you just want a quick answer, that's what it's, that's what it's all about. Supposedly, Orig- it originated in in 1854. Uh, a long time ago, there was conflict. Between um, British and Scottish soldiers and Russians, and it was the thin red line, and they they used that same concept. So they were the order, and the Russians were the chaos. So that's where it originated from. But over time, it's adapted to other things and uh, other countries and other cities. You know, they have their their take on it, and I think. Um, Nowadays, it's completely different. It's a very controversial thing, uh, especially with protests that are going on now and even protests that are going on, you know, five, six years ago. So um, I think, you know, in the, in the world of police back in the day, and, I, and, I, and I'm I just guessing, I, I again, I'm not an expert, but I, I feel that of the documentaries that I've watched and the the police issues that I've seen in the past, you know, in the 50s and 60s, and especially in New York, New York was a cesspool, and and it was, you know, being run by bad guys. And I think more so there, uh, the cops had to play dirty. And I think if you had a partner, and you went, and, and again, I, I documentaries, I'm not just making this up. There's documentaries out there on, on all this. Uh, the good and the bad. And the bad is, you know, hey, if I... You know, take money from the a crime boss and just look away. Then you're gonna you're gonna go with me. You know, and that's the way it was. I think is is kind of a buddy buddy system. You know, depending on the partners and where they worked, I think that was uh, their concept of it then. Um, and of well, of course, that's not now. Uh, well, I don't I, I haven't heard any of anybody recently doing that in 20 years. So, but um, over time, it has. You know, been there for um, departments to tighten up what we have. We it takes special people to do what we do, and, and we don't. I I can't tell you why we do it. Uh, you can give the general answer of I uh, you know I want to pre- protect my neighborhood, and I don't want my kids to you know have do- dope sold to them. I mean, you you can you can tell the politically correct answer all you want, but in all reality, we. It's not normal for us to see, you know, for people to see dead bodies. And we, we do. We see dead bodies. We see car crashes. We see bad things happen to good people and children. And and um, we continue to do our job. We take bullets for people we don't even know. You know, we die for people we don't know. And, again, it takes a special person. And uh, if, if you're in this profession, that's what you're going to do. And more so for another fellow officer. And again, I've always called them my brothers or my sisters in law enforcement because they are. We we go through special training and we go through uh, certain things in life with each other that a tight-knit family does. You know, they, certain families, they, they have, you know, things that go on in their lives that are, they consider traumatic, but we, we go through things almost daily that could be traumatic. And especially in big cities, you know, big cities, um, I've worked with an officer that worked in San Diego and... You know, in the ghetto area, like, I call it ghetto area, but just a, a not very friendly part of town. And and it's, you know, pretty rough. It's it's constant, you know, fighting and screaming, yelling and gun pulling. And so, I mean, that, those traumatic things we take and we put in a special place, you know, warrior mindset. Um, we put that stuff away and and we somehow deal with it. Um, sometimes we don't but we rely on our brothers and our sisters in law enforcement to help us so for us as police officers it's um i think in general that's what it is it's it's the brotherhood it's the sisterhood it's uh every police officer in the world is our brothers and sisters and we have a strong knit group and you know i attribute to like a gang you know like uh um, hell's angels you know they're big but we're bigger and we fight for right. So, um, other countries, you know, they they may call it something else. Uh, it's the same concept, regardless. Now, again, and that's in general. Um, and, and I, and again, I'm telling you what I feel. I'm not telling you that I've been told by anybody this way that feels this way. But in the years that I've been in this, there uh, seems it seems to change. Um, it goes from That mindset of we're all brother and sister too, well, there's groups. There's groups of guys who operate in the gray line, um, and it happens. I've seen it happen. I know I've heard it happen. You all hear stories. You know you all hear stories from other officers, or you have a story yourself that you tell that you saw something happen, Um, and and you're either going to be part of those groups or you're going to be part of your group you're still a thin blue line but there's clicks and um those those are unfortunately things that happen it's like a mini cancer inside of our family and you know families you have that crazy cousin or crazy uncle shows up at thanksgiving wants to eat the turkey neck okay well they're out there so (laughs) officers are the same way that you have that one um you know shows up and his guns still at the department where he left him left it so i mean there's um lots of stories lots of things that you could tell um but again i want to stay with the thin blue line now i will tell you this there are departments that have banned this this uh, thin blue line items uh patches um uh, skulls punisher skulls well i you know what punisher is punisher You know, I mean, if you're any type of police fan or Marvel fan, you'll know exactly what Punisher is and what it represents. And um, but people watch that and they preconceive a different notion you know, than what we see. Um, And like in Canada, they issued a ban directive in 2020 that their officers cannot have any thin blue line material. On their uniforms or their cars, um, departments are doing it everywhere, and it's more prevalent now than it was before. Uh, 2014 um, is is when we saw the rise of what we have. Um, there were some a couple officers that got shot and killed, and the Thin Blue Line really helped, you know, push home w- how we feel about those two officers being killed in New York, and so. But as it grew you know, protesters see that it's, they think the mentality is us versus them. So that's what their take on the theme blue line is. It's all the cops against everybody else. And that we're in our little group over here and none of you can, you know, be a part of that. But we always, I've always encouraged, uh, and I've, I've had fellow officers that even say this, they've been around anti-police people. And, you know, coming up, uh, college students, you know, we have uh, new hires every day and, and uh, college degree new hires, and, you know, a lot of them have uh, caught hell and caught shit about, you know, being a cop. And, you know, I had uh, one one perfect example was a guy had been hired and said, listen, if you think there's a problem inside then you you join us and you fix it from the inside and the, the perspective changes, it always does. They get in there and they see what we put up with every single day and what we what we do every day and their perspective changes you know and it has to it has to change because i think we all got into this thinking how it was when we were a kid and we saw what we thought we saw and and police officers you know you respect them and they're always there to help and you run to them when when something happens and they're there to save you and of course it changes on age you know how old you are that perception is different for everyone, but ultimately, you know, and you know, as well as I do, when you go to a house and uh, a parent says they're afraid of the police, that they, they made them that way. You know, there's no officer that did anything to them that made them that way. The parent made them that way. Oh gosh, put your seatbelt on. They're going to arrest you. You know, those are the things that we try to, um, you know, change now when we talk to parents about things like that. But anyway, back to the thin blue line, but, um, So in 2014, it got good for us. And then with all this protesting, it's, it's just has become the us against them. And and it's not that way. We don't think that way. It happens that way. Sometimes when we don't want it to, if you're holding the line on a protest, it is us against them. And, and not that we want it to be that way, but we're doing our job. And, they don't understand that. They don't understand that there has to be order. So, that is, is part of the issues and the mentality of not being part of this uh, Thin Blue Line. Okay. Uh, I want let you know what I think about the Thin Blue Line. And again, this is my opinion. I think there are three segments. And, and, and it's just easy for me to break it down into that. Uh, you may encounter more in your life. You may encounter less. Um, you may say, yeah, you're right. I've experienced that. There is, again, the complete brotherhood. Every police officer, every law enforcement officer in the world is, is my brother or sister. I grieve when one dies. Um, I celebrate when one retires. Because that means we got new ones coming. And nowadays, that's rare. Um... <sighs> The second phase, I think, um, is a closer knit. A closer knit being um, whether your jurisdiction is a county, a city, a state. um, The immediate officers, all of them that you work around. um, If you're a city and you work with county, your county work with city and state. And all your group that you work in, districts, whatever you work in, I think that's your your second, my second phase in the brotherhood, my immediate people that I work with, okay. And again, they're uh, some some are good, some are bad, some you don't want to work with, some some you have to work with. But again, and I can tell you this one hundred percent, I would take a bullet for any of them. Um, any, I've, I've been in pretty nasty situations where. Um, a person had done me wrong, and I didn't really want to be around them. But I'm telling you right now, when I'm doing my job, our job, our common goal is to um, protect people and take care of things. And I will do it. And if it means me taking a bullet for and that per and me dying and that person lived, and then I'm happy. I can die happy. I did my job. So no matter what they do to me or how they act around me, they're still gonna be my brothers and sisters. And they're a little stronger bond than someone in England or someone somewhere else because I work with them every day. Then there's the third phase or uh, first phase, whichever I don't remember I was on now. But so those are the guys that you share everything with. And I'm talking, you know, if you're going through a divorce or you're having issues at work or you are addicted to something you know, or you are contemplating suicide, you, anything, anything that is very, very, very severely, severely tragic, um, in your life, that you could go to, and, that person will always be there, that person, when you, when you call that person, and I don't care if it's three o'clock in the morning, they answer the phone, they see you, they answer the phone, if you call during their shift, they answer the phone, if, they don't. They're on a murder. They're on a PI crap. They're on something bad. Okay, but more majority of the time, and and if you say, hey man, can you run me over to? I gotta go buy this. I gotta go pick this up. Can you go with me? And help me. Absolutely. There's no no. There's there's never a no. There may be a hey. Let me go take my kids somewhere, or let my let me call my wife. Let me let her know what's going on. Other than that, that person is your. That's your brother. That's your brotherhood. That's your thin blue line brotherhood. And that again, that person, male, female, I don't care what who it is, sergeant, rookie, it doesn't matter. You build that bond with that person. And and that is to me what the thin blue line means to me. It's it means a lot, but when you get down to, you know, the nitty gritty, that's that's who your true brotherhood, sisterhood is. And again, well, they need something, you know, their kids, uh, Hey man, my kids have an ache, Can you feed them tonight? I gotta go to, yeah, absolutely. I'll do it. Um, I mean, I've done that for strangers. I've, I've, I've found a kid who, you know, mom left him at home for three days and, you know, he's nine years old, left him home for three days with food and, and the neighbor called, you know, and I fed him. He had, he ran out of food and I fed him before I arrested mom. So, I mean, I'll do that for, for anybody that's close to me. And I, I, will, I will do my best for those people I don't like. I will do the best I can. I may call somebody else to help them, but I will help them. Um, I just think about it as, you know, how, how tight-knit are you and my family? And you got to be that way. You really do to protect yourself and your family and your, and your friends and your environment. And that's what, I mean, that's what we're here for. Um, again everybody's in, in my brotherhood in my sisterhood they are 100% and they call I'll do the best I can for them you know what I can do but I will do more for my immediate uh, people I work with I can assure you and um, it, it will vary it will vary for you it will vary by department you will listen to this and you will say you're so full of shit and one day It could be 10 years from now, you'll say, you're absolutely right. Uh, Something will happen. I have truly, truly, 100%, in my mind, in my career, I've known evil. I've seen evil in my life. And um, I've also seen evil inside of the department. It's um, shocking. It it happens. Uh, I'm sure if, if you're listening to this, you've probably seen the same thing. Or you thought you've seen the same thing. Um, or you will see the same thing eventually. Um, and if you do and you have issues with it, you come talk to me. I will take. I will. I will do the best I can to help you get through it. Um, but it was shocking. It was surprising because I didn't think we did that to each other. And it's happened. It's happened to everybody. It's not just me. It's happened to everybody. At least once in their career, maybe twice. Um, it's unfortunate that it does happen. But, again, this is the things I want to talk about. So you don't get surprised when it happens. And again, in this business, you shouldn't be surprised when things happen. Initially, you might be, um, but you need to realize that this shit happens. And and it's unfortunate that it does, but we as brothers and sisters have to remain strong and for each other. We have to. We can't let this crumble. We can't let this go down. We have to stay together because uh, imagine a world where there's no police. I mean, just imagine the United States alone if we took away the law enforcement system. Okay, uh, you crash a car, tough shit. Yeah, work it out with that that person. Um, you know, somebody breaks in your house and steals your shit, tough. Yeah, you know, I mean, what do you do? Um, I mean, it, it, it's if anybody's ever watched The Purge, I and mean, I encourage you to watch the first couple; they're pretty good. But you know, even, there's even corruption in the Purge, so it's just if we let this this take us down you know, this pettiness and this evilness in between us, then then we're in trouble. So it has to be strong and we have to we have to make it strong. And right now, you know, it's it's the world against us, it seems like. And that's why no one wants to be a police officer. Nobody wants to be in this business. But we are in this business. And, and that's what the thin blue line should rec- represent for you and us is our togetherness. And, and again, a brotherhood, sisterhood. Not us versus them, not we're Nazis we're whatever we've been called to everything, so you gotta remember that if we don't keep this tight and and keep ourselves in check that's big nowadays keep ourselves in check and make sure we're doing the right thing and we are professionals one hundred percent again, you know um mindset where your mindset is is the way to be and it will get you through a lot of this stuff then. We'll be okay as far as the Thin Blue Line goes. Um, I I have people want me to tell stories on here. I really don't want to tell stories um, because you'll kind of probably know who I'm talking about. So uh, I'm not going to do that. But the the Thin Blue Line, there's bad things that happen out there in the world. We have got to be here to fix it. I don't care what you call it. I don't care what what you put behind it, what label you put on it. But that's what it is, I, I think. And I think that's what we are. And I told you how I feel about my situation. It's not the same for everybody. It may end up that way for you sometime, but I hope not. I hope it's um, a very positive thing. I've heard speeches on it at graduations, and I laughed. (laughs) Because the person talking had no clue about the Thin Blue Line. I don't know how they got through their career doing what they did. I I don't know. And again, this is one person. I'm not talking about everybody. This is one person that was doing a speech and it, this person had never really done anything in law enforcement their whole life. They skip through. You know people like this. And when shit hits the fan, they're probably not the one there to help you. Um, or you turn around and they're gone. That's not what we need. But this person was speaking on the thin blue line in the Brotherhood and now you're in a elite class and blah, blah, blah. And um, I, I could just tell I've uh, been in this a long time. I read people, and I understand that she had this person had no clue, <laughs> no clue what they were talking about. Okay, guys, um, I'm gonna end on that. I could talk about it for a long time, and I'm sure there's tons of questions that you may have that you know I hope we could answer. But I'm working on uh, another episode as far as something a little different, like the, the FTO program and the both sides of it, uh, being a rookie and being in a seat as an FTO. And, um, I think it's important, especially for newer people that, um, listen to kind of have an idea of what the FTO is looking for and what you as an FTO should do while you're in that seat or while you're in the FTO program. So that may be the next uh, episode I do. I do have a uh, women in law enforcement coming up. I'm trying to gra- gather uh, an excellent group of women who I'm gonna take some snippets from. I'm gonna talk to them about a couple things and include it in this. And it's gonna be hard because I'm trying to keep it about 20 minutes, <laughs> but it's gonna be super hard because the, uh, and I'm, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna be honest, the women I work with uh, and the women I, uh, well, I, the one I married and um, some of her friends are powerful, super, super strong women. I mean, they they are just, they are the example of women in law enforcement. They are, um, they're tough. I mean, they are they. Well, they can have babies. We can't. <laughs> that, that, you know, anybody that's pregnant and does this police job is. I mean, I that's I applaud you I, all day because it sucks some days when you're not pregnant. <laughs> so I can't even imagine being pregnant. But. That's probably going to be a big one. Um, I, I don't know if I can keep it at 20, but I'm going to, I, I got to get a, gather those women together. Um, I've already had some interest in uh, some wanting to talk about it. So uh, that'll be another one uh, that's coming up pretty soon. And then maybe um, off duty carry, something like that. Uh, but anyway, um, I will try to get these out as quick as I can. Uh, people are wanting them a little sooner than twice a month. So uh, when time permits, I will try to pump these babies out as quick as I can Uh, again I really appreciate everybody listening I'm gonna try to cut out the commercials so you don't have to listen to that boring shit um they don't really pay you anything anyway to do it it's kind of dumb but anyway uh hope you enjoy this one um I'll try to get the next one banged out as quick as I can again thanks guys for listening